welcome to episode 136 of the Whatnots Review Show, where every week we pick a story and we talk about it. This could be a movie, TV series, anime, manga, comic book, audio drama, all kinds of entertainment. We watch it, read it, listen to it, and then we come back here and we talk about it. My name is Melissa Wilkinson, and I am joined, as always, by Kyle Springer. Ahoy! Ahoy, Kyle! Yeah. I'm doing good. How are you? <laughs> I am doing okay. I'm I've I've oddly been really exhausted this weekend. Yes. Like I, I, I don't I, I had a really busy week at work and Saturday morning I I woke up really nauseous and was a little bit dizzy and just went right back to bed and slept most of the day. And then today I was sleeping most of the day but i had some plans in the morning which is why we're now recording in the afternoon and i don't know it's just it's been an awkward whirlwind 7 30 in the afternoon right yeah yeah indeed um melissa yep our worlds collided about three weeks ago and it went unbeknownst to both of us what yeah so uh you are a big fan of the YouTube channel New Rockstars. Yeah, you watch all of their like trailer break the dead downs and stuff like that when a new Marvel thing comes out. Uh, I'm not sure if if you watch all of their stuff or if it's just certain things that they. No, they, I watch they do. a lot of it. Like unless it's a okay. property, I don't really follow like Rick and Morty or the Boys or like I'm not super sure. into Star Wars, but I'm there for almost all the Marvel stuff. Gotcha. So. Before we were recording this today, I was watching their trailer breakdown for the uh, the the new WandaVision trailer mm-hmm. that uh, got released at the Disney Investors Call just this past Thursday. Uh, it happened to be on my YouTube feed because I watched one like uh, some Fantastic Four video that you yes. put in our Discord, yes. and so now it's starting to be like, "Hey, you watch the new rock stars? Watch more!" So I happened to watch this thing. It's a great break that down Mm. but then i happened to go to their youtube channel and i moused over one of their videos just a random one and you know how youtube does the thing where it does the like three second like here's what it looks like right i did that and i saw someone i thought i recognized (laughs) and i was like is that is that how i think it is and so i clicked on the video i don't remember exactly what it was but sure enough Blessing Adoyoye Jr. from Kind of Funny was 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 on that, and I was like, I know him. That's wild. I meant to tell you about that the week that video came out, and I forgot. Like, it's one of the people from your YouTube channel on my YouTube channel. Exactly. I'm a big Kind of Funny fan, and I was just like, Oh my god, the one that I happened to see, I saw him in. I was just like, What is going on? So, good stuff. Wild yes. stuff. Indeed. <laughs> How are you, though? I'm doing okay. I've, I've tried to have a productive day. I cleaned the whole bathroom. I cleaned all the floors. I vacuumed. Mm. I did a lot That's of dishes. That's what I have to do tomorrow. And I just baked some cookies out of nowhere because I'm like, heck, I think I have cookie time. What kind of cookies? <laughs> uh, it's just a standard chocolate chip cookie recipe, but I had some leftover freeze-dried raspberries that I pulverized, yeah. so there's, like, raspberry dust in there. Interesting. Okay. 
They're pretty flavorful, but oh, like they didn't come out red. They came out sort of a muddy color. So I don't know if they look too good, but they taste all right. Interesting experiment. Yeah. Go. Have have you been doing stuff? Because you guys you used to make those cookies or or stuff every year. Have you guys been doing that stuff? No, we're not going to do a cookie delivery this year. We're thinking about doing some sort of a a virtual little gift for friends, but we haven't had it figured out yet. Yeah, like I'm still jazzed to do a bunch of baking, and I have more time to bake than ever. Uh, I just don't really have a a reason to bake. I I guess I I think next week I'll probably make like a batch of cookies to just take to my immediate family. Oh, that's fun. That works. That works. What are we here to talk about this week, Melissa? We are here to talk about a Christmas movie. We've got time here at the end of the year for, well, I pitched a holiday theme. I don't know if you'll be continuing with this for our next episode. Good. Thank you. So yeah, we should get a little holiday pick here at the end of the year. And we are watching a personal favorite of mine, 1988 Scrooged, starring Bill Murray as a cable TV executive. This is a contemporary retelling of Charles Dickens' classic, A Christmas Carol. Mm-hmm. So you can probably get from the title. Scrooged. Bah humbug. And this is yeah. directed by Richard Donner. Mm-hmm. Superman fame, right? That's 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 the one. I've actually never seen Superman. Oh wow. Yeah, I <laughs> Superman. No, but I've seen like the Goonies. Others, I'm sure. The Goonies yeah. is always the next one I think of after this. Interesting. Okay, okay, cuz yeah, to me in my mind he is the Superman director. Like that that is what he's known for. I I know he's done other stuff, but I think that that would be the kind of superhero film that's like perfect for you right where right? it mixes your like <laughs> love for the like nostalgic <laughs> 80s stuff as well as the super heroes like you, mm-hmm. you you love like a good mix of, of that stuff it feels like it feels like yeah i perfect. i don't know how i've always missed out on superman i think it just wasn't airing on tv when i was growing up you know, like my my dad isn't a huge superhero person. He likes the Marvel movies fine now. You know, my gotcha, older brother yeah. is a big comic book fan, but not a Superman guy. It's just missed me completely. Like I've been wanting to bring it into That's the rotation fair. as a pitch, but I uh, I just never come. You know, think of it on the week next That's, year, twenty twenty one is the year I watch Superman. Twenty twenty one, the year of Superman. Yeah. Uh. Okay. Good stuff. So we're here to, t- to talk about Scrooge. I had never seen this one. I, I don't think I even knew this one existed. Did you recognize <laughs> the poster? Because this is something I remember well from Blockbuster. The poster no. is like Bill Murray and uh, like a skeleton hand. Where's the? Yeah. It's, uh, it's Bill cigar. Murray and he's like yeah. laughing and he's holding a cigar and there's a skeleton hand reaching out to light the cigar. Not especially uh, yeah, Christmassy, no, I, but I guess it speaks to the ghost aspect of a Christmas carol. Yeah, it seems more like a comedy horror film just by the poster. Sure. Which I guess you could still say it is, kind of. Yeah, right? yes. But it, it's meant to be a, a Christmas story. It's a Christmas a comedy horror. Yeah. Uh, so it's 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 an oddball of a film. It's an interesting mix. 
but yeah, I had never seen this. I don't think I really knew that this existed. Uh, but you mentioned Bill Murray, and I was like, hell yeah, I'm in. Let's let's watch yeah. some Bill Murray. I, I think this is one of the only times Bill Murray has showed up in anything we've c- covered. Earlier this year, we did watch Moonrise Kingdom. We did, yeah, he was in that. But I think that's about it. That's all the Bill Murray we've gotten to. I think so. Now I'm scared there's something we're forgetting. Next week, I'll, I'll come and I'll, I'll list off uh, whether or not all he has been in anything Bill Murray else. stuff. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, so I I watched this for the first t- 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 time. I liked it a lot. It, it, it ended up being really charming. Yeah. Uh, though I, I, I have to say I think most of the way there was a little bit chaotic. It, like <laughs> most is, of the film is just like, what is going, like what is happening? Yeah. Like, this is, this just is a wild, a busy, chaotic, very chattery movie. Yeah. And it, it I, I feel like it almost doesn't come together, but mm. then it has the like big c- 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 crescendo which I, I guess is not much of a crescendo, but like the final scene where, um, not to spo- spoil stuff, but things it's finally Christmas come Carol. together. Yeah, 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 <laughs> you, you, yeah, you guys c- c- kind of know what it is. He gets the c- Christmas spirit. Right, uh, you know, he asks for the turkey as big like, as him. Chaotic way. So when, when, when that finally ha- happened, it still gave you that like warm and fuzzy holiday feeling and stuff and it's just like okay this is this is nice i like yeah. this this is good I, so it's that ending that i think sold me on this movie because i didn't grow up with this i don't think i knew it as a real movie and not just a funny blockbuster you know <laughs> cover sitting on a shelf until yeah. i was like in high school and my older brother told me about it and i didn't see it for the first time until i was like 22 or 23 but from the first time i saw it, it i just really took to it oh, wow. <clears throat> i okay. like the setting i'm a sucker for like 1980s new york city big business like that's yeah. just something right <laughs> that's my guilty pleasure aesthetic you like, like that's the thing malls yeah like that's a thing centers. no contemporary person is supposed to find cool and i don't think it's cool but i i don't know like it's a an interesting place Gremlins for me to visit that thing Right. Yeah. Like, I just want to go visit there for two hours. And I do think I think this does stem from my love of Gremlins to the new batch. I just like other yeah. things like Gremlins to the new batch. Uh, so I like I like the setting. There's great performances in it. Danny Elfman's score is, I think, one of his best. But he has so many who can really say I can't even think of yeah. all of them at once. Can my mind even hold every Danny Elfman score? And that ending is just so tremendously sweet. I cry every time, like actually crying, like full tears down my face crying. <laughs> and that's not funny. for nostalgia reasons. Like I said, I didn't see this until I was like 22 or something. As yeah. an adult, I cry. Okay. That's good. That's good. So, yeah. Kicking off our holiday season with Scrooged. Mm. Um, let's do a bit of a synopsis. For all yeah. of you guys out there who might not be familiar with this one or with uh, Ch- Charles Dickens' immortal <laughs> c- 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 classic, uh, A Christmas Carol. <laughs> blinked. 
first. Yeah. So Bill Murray plays Frank Cross. He is a big TV executive and his network is planning a live uh, production for Christmas Eve of A Christmas Carol that they're, you know, filming live there in their studio, beaming out live to audiences all over the world. And they've got like satellite it's coming in from like, you know, we're going to watch the Pope bless somebody. And, you know, we're going to satellite that yeah. in as part of the <laughs> broadcast. It's a huge deal. And so it's like the day leading up to this live broadcast and he's trying to get everything put together. And in classic A Christmas Carol fashion, he's visited by the ghost of his old business partner who's like, you are living wrong. I know you're living the way I taught you only focusing on the money, not really having a personal life or any friends, just making riches. I died and I learned that was bad. So I'm coming here from beyond the grave to warn you, cut that out, and I'm going to keep sending you ghosts. You're going to get three ghosts, a a ghost of Christmas past, present, and yet to come to haunt you and show you the The error of your ways and what you've been missing out on. And instead of uh, classic Christmas Carol fashion where it comes at like, I don't know, it's like midnight, 1, 2, and 3 a.m., the four ghosts, it's kind of stretched out across like, I think the Christmas, uh, like the night of the 23rd and then like all of all day on the 24th. So you watch like a whole day in this guy's life trying to (laughs) put things together as a big, important businessman while he's just being accosted by ghosts and screaming out in public. Yeah. And it's, uh, yeah, well, like I said, it's this like wild, chaotic ride. It's it's Mm. just crazy things are happening nonstop. One of the ghosts is this like loud mouth t- taxi driver that is just like the most obnoxious. That's Buster uh, Poindexter. It, this is what I was trying to a, tell you last week. The hot, hot, hot it, guy. It, that's him. <laughs> it's a great performance, but it like yes. it's just like just nonstop like <laughs> hitting you over the that the head with just mm. chaos. Uh, and, and it, it can be a little much at t- t- times, but yeah. like I said, by, by the end, it, it ends up being this like heartwarming t- tale. So there you go. Yeah. Indeed. Um, see, I'm, I'm trying to think if I have anything else to add in there. Oh, there's a, a lot of, uh, good celebrity cameos. And, and stuff mm-hmm. in there. I think the the ones that most people will recognize is Marion from Indiana Jones. Yeah, she plays his love interest. We've got Alfre Woodard plays his assistant. Bobcat Goldthwait is in this. What a name, Bobcat. Right. I would like to be named after something like I know it's a nickname, but like still like Tiger Springer. That's fun, right? Yeah, yeah. Your last name that makes you suited for a particularly large prowling animal, right? Yeah, you have a you have a predator's name. I mean that in the sense of the animal kingdom. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. So I, th- there's there's a lot of good cameos in there. It's fun to watch. It's a very different cr- Christmas movie. So ch- check it out. Mm-hmm. There you go. Um, let's see, let's get into housekeeping and then we can get into spoilers and stuff like that. If you guys did not know, we have multiple podcasts here at the Whatnots. 
You guys can find out more information on our website, thewhatnots.com, as well as your favorite podcasting platform of choice. Uh, if you like what we do, patreon.com slash thewhatnots uh, is where you can support us for as little as a dollar a month. Uh, we do have all kinds of exclusive content at our $3 tier. Um, we, at, at the start of this show, mentioned all of the, like, the Disney investor call and stuff like that. Yeah. In which they dr- dropped a trailer to Loki, in which, mm-hmm. Melissa, you found uh, in the background on one of those shots, there is an arcade cabinet for Polybius. Yes. Which is this, like, legendary, mythical arcade c- c- cabinet. Uh, that you shared its story on, um, or you shared the story of Polybius on our Patreon exclusive episode of Crossplay, mm-hmm. uh, which we t- talked all about video game uh, conspiracies and scary stories and stuff like that. So that was a lot of fun. You guys should go check mm-hmm. that stuff out. Uh, but last but not least, a big shout out to our Patreon supporters at the $5 tier. So thank you, Sam, so much for helping us keep the mics on. Uh, we appreciate it a lot. Thank Thanks, you. Sam. Yeah. Uh, the last bit of housekeeping that I need to mention is that next week uh, uh-huh. will be our final episode of the Captain's of the of the review show. Uh, and the captain's log and all too, of them but basically uh yeah we are wrapping up the year 2020 we will be back in the new year with some ex- exciting stuff um but yeah just wanted to give you all a heads up that we will be t- 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 taking a break for the ho- holidays but last but not least on saturday uh on saturday the 19th december 19th 2020 we are doing our five-year anniversary retrospective live stream mm-hmm. um, that will be on our Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash the whatnots. I am tentatively aiming for like 4 p.m. in the afternoon. Who's for? Um, 4 p.m. Eastern time. Okay. I think that would be 3 p.m. your time. Cool. Melissa. Yeah. But, uh, well, I'll talk to you more about that af- afterwards that's what i tentatively was hoping for we will announce the actual final t- 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 time on our twitter so go follow us uh on that which is at the whatnots on twitter so yeah go do all of that stuff that being said mm. let's get on to spoilers <laughs> spoiler, spoiler alert. alert scrooge is redeemed <laughs> He is redeemed, kind of. I, I so this is my thing with that film. Like I, I mentioned, it doesn't really come together until the end. Mm. But I don't think in that final scene, I don't think he ever legitimately apologizes. <laughs> I don't know if Scrooge ever does either. I I don't know, but like that, like this seems like the kind of. Movie where the idea is like the character has this big change of heart, being like, "Oh my god, I've been a terrible person. I've mm. tr- treated people poorly. I've been all about riches and this and that." Uh, uh, you you think he would apologize? And he's like, he he still 
expresses that he has had this change of mm. heart, right? But maybe I missed it. I don't know. But I was just like, he doesn't actually apologize for this stuff. So I was like, I don't know. At the end of the day, still kind of not a great person. <laughs> well, he does all of this. Uh, he's... <laughs> just storms into the live tv yeah. broadcast it's like when i think when scrooge is talking kind of to by the accident, like though the boy who wants who's supposed to go get the turkey as big as himself he just storms yeah. in like hey um, american public viewing audience like it <laughs> the context of that scene isn't him speaking directly to his friends and family although he is speaking to them as part of it he's talking to like everyone so it's more of everyone a out there, yeah. this is what i learned this is what i'm going to do and i think what gets me so much about this ending this whole wild speech that he gives mm -hmm. is how much it applies to just the everyday person oh, you yeah. know it's it's you know not just scrooge saying oh i've been bad i will be good now he's he's telling everybody he's like i figured it out I, I feel better now. I'm going to do better. This could happen to you. He's like, yeah, doing if you good act like this, it'll feel great. Feels good. Yeah. 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 And when he talks about how, you know, Christmas is a time for miracles and every little thing you do is giving someone a miracle. He's like that feeling you get after you do it. He says, you'll get greedy for it. And just turning that whole, uh, the you know, the entire Scrooge story of this greed, this hoarding all this money, turning it into you will hoard good feelings. I mean, it, it, not in exactly the same way, but just like this constant pursual of what is the mm. best thing I can always be doing as yeah. opposed to what is the cheapest thing I can always be doing. Indeed. Let's back up. Let's go all mm. the way back to the start to okay. Frank Cross when we first meet him. Who is he? What is 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 he? because uh, he's a wild dude. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. so... he Yeah, I mean, he's he's this, like, really... Just, I, I want to say d douchebag, but that's almost not the right word. Like, like he's just... <laughs> he, he's, just, like, aggressively just bad in a, like, a cartoonish way, but not, not in a, like... <laughs> I'm evil, <laughs> but just like yeah. this guy is just oblivious and wow, what it like this guy has no regard for other people. None. Uh, One of the first things you see, I think the movie opens on uh, it's like the tail end of some Christmas action movie that they're playing on his channel. IBC. You'll love it. They're playing like a movie called the day the reindeer died where like Santa's workshops being attacked and Lee Majors has to come in there and save him. Like that's what the Which movie opens. And then it, and kind of like the thing that we did last year for our yeah. holiday stuff, which was a comic book called the last Christmas. Yes. And it's just this ridiculous, like Santa goes in guns, blazing with it. It's just, like, yeah, it's a post-apocalyptic so Santa tale. Uh, yeah. so, and that goes into the commercial for this upcoming Scrooge Live production that they're doing. Mm -hmm. And it's a sweet, heartwarming commercial, like the story that will touch your every heartstring. And then Frank Cross is like, no, this isn't cutting it. It isn't going to work. Boring. Put in the tape of the trailer that I had cut together. And it's like, 
mass shootings, acid rain, opioid Drugs. addiction. The, the world is in flames. You, you have one chance to save yourself. Turn in, <laughs> tune in and watch Scrooged. Your very life may depend on it. It's very yeah. aggressive, frightening, on-purpose commercial. And he's like, run this. We need to scare people into watching Scrooge live. And Bobcat Goldthwait speaks up against this. And then Frank just has him fired. And, and his secretary is like, it's, it's mm-hmm. Christmas. And he's like, no, nah, nah, I'm calling I'm calling a code. Is it a code red? An Elliot Loudermilk, get him out of here. Yeah. And then there's a report that comes in like, Mr. Cross, some old lady, some 85-year-old grandmother watched your commercial and then died of a heart attack. And he's like, good. That's good press. Yeah, I'm happy. <laughs> Yeah, he's he's just just completely oblivious to to like that's not that's not what you're supposed to be doing. This is not mm-hmm. this is not how Christmas goes. Exactly. Uh, he just could care less. Um but but yeah, he like he's he's not like the shock jock type of thing. He's more like he legitimately wants to scare people into watching this thing. Like he he wants mm-hmm. TV to be edgy because that's what brings in the big bucks and the writings and and stuff like that. Um, But yeah, it's just it's just kind of ridiculous to see the amount of stuff that he just does wrong. Right? It's just like no, don't fire (laughs) him on Christmas Eve. Don't don't talk to these people that way. Don't delight in this person Mm -hmm. dying. Like don't 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 do this, dude. You're yeah. like no, this is, this is not a good look, man. Not not a mm. good look at all. And uh, his, uh and then Alfred Woodard, uh, yeah, his secretary Grace. Grace is uh she's working with him on his like the holiday gifts he's sending out to people. Which if it is like the twenty third, it's it's pretty late in the year for that. But okay, it's like okay, who are you Simpler sending times? Yeah, who's getting a VCR and who's getting a hand towel with the network logo emblazoned on it? <laughs> He's like, towel, towel, that one's a VCR. Most of these are towels. And like he gives a towel to his own brother and she's like, your only brother. She goes behind his back and she sends Shame him a VCR. Yeah. Yeah, so he's he's up to no good in that regard. Uh, and then... Is 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 he is, is this when he visited by the dead uh his former boss and that's what because so what I want to get to I guess is this scene well let me see I, I I think I'm mixing stuff up so I I I do want to at least mention that his secretary um we do get to follow her back to her house and we yes. get to see her family yeah. Um, and they, they, they have a uh, good-sized family, and their youngest child uh, has chosen to stop speaking because uh, uh, I guess they he saw his father yeah, uh, and it seemed like killed. He saw it when he was young enough that he hadn't started speaking yet, just, you know, as, as he was developing. And that traumatized him so much that he's like, I, I think they say he like saw his dad die five years ago, and I'm like, the kid looks like he is five, so the math right, is a yeah. little fuzzy. But yeah, he's you know like a 
five, six, seven year old who has never spoken and taking him to doctors, trying to figure it out. And she's like, well, I guess he'll just talk when he's ready. Talk whenever he's ready. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, you get to see their family. They're a nice family. But again, mm-hmm. like you see Frank Cross's influence of just like they they're they they don't have very much money. Like they, they don't have much. And they have like four kids and the yeah, grandma is living yeah, with them, like or the her, sister. Her, I'm not her sure mom who. and f- it's five kids. Yeah. There's a lot of them, and and they're they're just barely scraping by, and yet she goes to work every day to work for this big wig, you know, mm-hmm. TV guy, and she still has nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's like our first look of uh like outside outside of rank, like how much he is actually affecting these, yeah <laughs> these people, right? Uh, and there's a scene where. He figures out that he has to work late and he's like, I'm working late. And she goes, OK, well, I'm off to go, you know, and do this thing. And he's just screams at her like, no, you, you <laughs> have to stay here with me. If I work late, you work late because blah, 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 something, 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 something. And she's just like, I, but I, 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 I don't know. Like, I, I <laughs> you know, like, yeah, she, she has, has to take her son to, to an really appointment. Yeah, yeah, which is. One thing that does bug me about this movie is that its hold on time seems very loose. Like he's trying to get her to stay late and work with him. And then I guess they never end up staying late because then we do see her like coming home from taking her son to that doctor's appointment. And we see him go to like some, you know, the rotary club meeting or, you know, it's some organization where he's been named you know, the philanthropist of the year. And he gives the speech and he's like, I'm going to treasure this statue forever. And then you see, he just leaves the award in a taxi cab later that night. Yeah. So it's like, I guess you didn't work after all, but I would have liked to have had that stated to me. But <laughs> like the way he does, he does return, return to the office after that. Right. Yes, that's When you yes. see that ghost, yeah, yeah, he does, like, after that awards ceremony thing, he does go back to his office. I think he's going to do some research on John Glover and uh, returning from Gremlins 2, the new batch. Maybe another reason why I really like this movie. Maybe, <laughs> and he starts yeah, fixing mm-hmm. himself uh, a drink. Yeah, and then his his Jacob Marley appears. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, he, it, 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 dude looks like a full-on zombie. Uh, yeah. He's got spider webs. He's decaying. He has a. It looks like he died because he got hit in the back of the head with a golf ball. Is what they imply because there's that golf ball that pops out the back of his head when the oh, m- mouse is. Maybe is, I'm not sure. Like he definitely seems like maybe he croaked on the golf course because he's in all this golf regalia. Attire. Yeah, and yeah. then a mouse does like crawl out of a crevice in his head and it does push out like a golf ball. So yeah, maybe what's yeah. hit in the head? I'm not sure. That that golf ball must have been going fast to like puncture his skull. If that was the the mm. wow. Okay. Anyways, um, <laughs> so yeah, he he is the ghost shows up in this dramatic fashion because the mm-hmm. door like explodes uh after being like knocked on a bunch and not just like knocked on like hello housekeeping mm-hmm. uh but but like banging on the door the door is like breaking and like bending and stuff like that and then just boom 
the whole thing just explodes and Bill Murray's there just like, what the hell was going on? Um, yeah, and uh, I, I, I liked the... I, I, it's, I think especially with this and the first ghost that we see, the taxi cab dude, mm-hmm. I think the makeup for th- those ones were phenomenal. Uh, yeah, the just, special just, like, effects really in this movie. Grungy. It's pretty good. Really just yeah. uh, like really dirty look to these things. Like they, like it looked great. Um, and and yeah, it, it, it just is, is very off. I did read on their Wikipedia page that this was nominated for best makeup and special yeah. effects, but I believe it lost to Beetlejuice that year. Oh well, so <laughs> there, that is the clear makes winner. Sense. Yeah, uh, but I'm surprised yeah, Beetlejuice like, doesn't just keep winning. It's like, oh, we're having a slow year. Great. We mostly had like, you know. Th- <laughs> stately period dramas i guess we'll just give it to beetlejuice again like somebody just called michael keaton and he'll accept yeah. it again so I, I i know you're not super active on twitter uh but nah. there's been uh this this uh tweet going around from rl stein and uh he he he's like hey guys I, I would like to uh thank you all for uh this award that i've now gotten for the third year in a row uh, it's the like R. L. Stein Creative Writing Award, and basically the joke is that it's just it's made up. Right. And he's like, "Hey, good job, me." Yeah, it reminds me of of uh, that. <laughs> so, but yeah, but yeah, so um, uh, like so we 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 get this good. Makeup, we get this good effect where uh, the zombie-like boss is, like, choking Bill Murray Mm. Murray and lifts him up and pushes him against the glass of his building, his big, like, skyscraper window. And then, like, I I don't even, like, phases him through the window. That that looked awesome. That, That was great. Um, and, and so, yeah, this, like, zombie arm is, like, half outside of this window as Bill Murray is like, don't let go, oh my god, I'm gonna die! And then the arm, like, snaps off, and, mm. right, and he falls and plummets, and then he wakes up back in his office, and I, I loved that, that scene. I was like, oh, this is Yeah, great. yeah, a great that's scene. a very good, chilling Jacob Marley scene. There's, there's a... A couple things that this movie really does well, like every so often there's just this like really uh, intricate or uh, creative camera work that they do. Yeah, that's that's that scene is wonderful with the special effects. And then there's a scene later on in the movie that I think is my favorite scene of all time. When they are in the stands of the like live production of that like children's show with the dog, yeah, c- costume thing, and he's like, he, this is at the end of the the first ghost, and he's he's like, you know what? I think I finally understand. Like I I know what's go- 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 going on, and he turns to the g- ghost who should be sit hitting right beside him in that scene, and the ghost is no longer 
the, the, the hair. And then we hear the vo- voice of the g- 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 ghost in this, like, TV monitor that's in yeah. the building. Like, the, as of them, like, w- watching this l- 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 live show. And he, he, he's like, hey, I'm over here. But it's, like, it's right after Bill Murray goes, I know exactly what's g- g- going on. <laughs> and then you hear the voice. And he's like, what's going on? <laughs> like, I don't know what's going on anymore. <laughs> But it d- 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 does that, and then it zooms into the t- 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 TV screen as the ghost drives off. And then when it zooms back out, the scene has completely changed, and Bill Murray is looking at a new screen while he's on the set at uh at at the like at the TV studio. And I, I like that whole sequence is just like this is brilliant. This is mm-hmm. go- great. I love it. There, there's some so. neat editing in this movie. One of yeah. my favorite scenes is after Marley has visited him. I forget the this character's name in the movie, but he's the equivalent of the Jacob Marley. And yeah. he goes out to lunch with like the president of the network and John Glover, who's been hired to like yeah. help him put this uh, live production together. And he's really on edge because he thinks he's, he has been haunted and is about to be haunted more. He's like, the next mm-hmm. ghost will come at noon. He's like staring at his watch during this lunch meeting. And like, there's this noon, great yeah. Danny Elfman score with this choral chanting, like, la, 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 la. That's meant to invoke like a, a children's Christmas choir, but also a spooky children's choir, you know, a the scary horror one, movie yeah. soundtrack one. Yeah. And like, he looks over and there's, and he just sees a waiter standing there on fire and he jolts and then he kind of shakes his head. And it's like a man just like flambeing table side, like, you know, some dessert for the people there. Mm-hmm. And his boss is like, what are you looking at? Oh no, that's supposed to be on fire. And he's, cuts back again and then there's the waiter still standing there on fire like the way it cuts back and forth from like this horrible thing where the guy's on fire and it's not like anybody's screaming it's the scene is exactly the same just this man is just casually going up in flames and it gets back to no no just a normal fancy dinner (laughs) fancy lunch meeting that's really it's it's really chilling it's really chilling and i like what this movie does by stretching out the ghostly visits too. it's happening all across Christmas Eve day. So mm-hmm. it's happening very slowly. And you watch this guy like live, try and live his public life, knowing that like another ghost is about to show up at any time. It's not like the classic story where it's just Scrooge alone in his bedroom, talking to no one. Like Frank Cross has to keep working. He has to, you know, keep up appearances and he's just slowly yeah. going absolutely mad like and yeah, even he's now he's now just this, this nervous right 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 yeah of just like i i don't know what to expect now, now like i he he he's the type of person that had his life basically down to a science right and and as things came up that he didn't want to deal with or thought you know wouldn't make him money he just stopped them just like nope you're done Go, 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 go away. And so it yeah. was exactly what he, you know, what he knew. Uh, and now it's just, I, there's, I saw a zombie that like threw me out the window <laughs> and now I'm seeing people on fire and I'm supposed to be expecting g- g- ghosts. Like, I, I okay. 
Yeah. This is new. <laughs> He's so frantic. And that energy does carry itself through to the franticness of the final speech that he gives live on TV after he's seen the future mm-hmm. that he thinks he can change after, you know, he's made this commitment in his heart to be a different, better person. And he is good. Now he still has this really weird manic energy about him. Like, yes, this is the after effect of a man who has been supernaturally haunted into being a better person. He is a better person and he's still very haunted. Yeah. I mean, cause that, that end speech, he, he, he like, like you said, he is, kind of turning the whole greed thing on its head Mm. right but he's still yeah he's talking about greed and kind of this addiction of like you will be addicted to making miracles for it's it's weird like okay it's oddly threatening but sure yeah (laughs) holiday spirit that works it's so intense that final speech and that's something i've never gotten from any other version of a christmas carol at the end of the day scrooge is committed to be a better person but scrooge doesn't seem to have any of this weird after effect if i saw four ghosts four to five ghosts if this is the muppet christmas carol where he's visited by Mm -hmm. statler and waldorf as the marley brothers there's two of them so after seeing four to five ghosts that seems like it hasn't left the effect on Scrooge. Besides, I'm going to be nicer now. He's does he has no awakening to the larger supernatural world, but Frank <laughs> Cross seems like he has. Like his so, mind has been open a little wider, and he's kind of a wilder man now too. I I feel like after after this he changes his name, and this is where the Ghostbusters movie comes no, in. It, this is after this is between Ghostbusters 1 and no, Ghostbusters I 2. I was reading on IMDb that one of the taglines for Scrooge was Bill Murray is back among the ghosts, but this time it's 3 against 1. <laughs> yeah. Um so let's talk about these ghosts. Yeah. I mentioned really liking the taxi driver guy cuz he also had a good makeup thing going yeah. on there he's he just, got these like, cool like, again, like big looked... goblin elf ears yeah he, again he just looked really dirty and like that like that there's something about that look that was just like i like it because it's dirty i i don't know <laughs> like i i don't know why but um there was that i i don't think i liked the second ghost as much uh she's she, she has this she... very high-pitched kind of mm. childlike voice uh but then is all about the like slapstick physical c- comedy to the p- 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 point where they do the the three stooges like i yeah. thing um and i it had its moments yeah there was an awkward like rough sex joke in in there that i was like okay was not expecting that but sure mm-hmm. <laughs> uh but yeah it, like it was just I don't think I liked her as much. And then the third one was more uh, like the actual like Grim Reaper. Yeah, yes, kind the of thing. Ghost like, it's so is weird, amazing. The second ghost is played by Carol Kane, and she's dressed mm-hmm. up as this like sugar plum fairy. The joke being that she looks and speaks so sweetly, but she does just manhandle <laughs> Frank Cross oh, yeah. around. She's like grabbing him by the ear and pulling him and hitting him. And it's it's fun initially, but then it's like, okay, I get the gag. The, yeah. You haven't escalated the gag, which is the same variant on the gag for like fifteen minutes. 
but it's always good to see Carol Kane. But yeah, the final ghost, it is like the big grim reaper, but his face, instead of it just being this dark void or a skull or something, it's a TV. And then at one yeah. point, and, uh, and Frank Cross gets him confused for the actor in the costume for the ghost of Christmas yet to come in the Scrooge live production. He's like, oh, this is a cool costume. Do our people make this up? And he like lifts open like the cloak. It's expecting to see like a guy under there or something. And instead it's like in, in winding these among this like, skeleton rib trapped, cage. Yeah. yeah, it's like these trapped souls moaning like, ah, he's like, ah, uh, you're here for me, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> well, the TV, to, to, the TV face is a very good a, touch. A, 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 a bit, yeah. I did, 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 I do like that. But to back up a bit, there is another scene with the Grim Reaper character, which he thinks is the third. Yes. Ghost. Yes. Um, and they're about to get on the elevator, and uh, the doors open up, and it's this Grim Reaper, and Bill Murray just immediately. You know, uh, and he like he just completely overreacts, and they're just like, no, this is the guy that works here. Like he's in the play that we're <laughs> you hired on. him. He's yes. just like, oh, okay, uh, good costume, nice one. It works, you know. Uh, <laughs> and and yeah, and then down the road is when we start to meet the actual Grim Reaper, and there's this really neat scene where. Uh, like he is appearing in all of these TV yeah. screens. Um, all of these screens are supposed to be m mirrors of the same thing. They're all playing the live production that is yeah. ha happening right now. But then this uh, Grim Reaper slowly starts to appear in one of them, and then his 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 picture expands and starts to fill them all. And it's just like yeah. This, like, wild and then his arm sticks out of the t t of the tv like the g garage right or mm -hmm. uh yeah and ring? it's just like th there's yes the, the ring i sure know my horror films as a <laughs> horror aficionado that does not like horror films i love every spookum i'm very scared of jason myers <laughs> yes indeed um, but yeah, that third ghost was just, was just a, a neat mm -hmm. mix of like special effects. And like you said, the TV for a head that was flashing all these different characters and himself and all just all sorts of stuff. I liked it. I liked it a lot. But, um, yeah. So then I think that kind of leads, well, before. Bef before we get to the big end, end scene and do all that mm. stuff, I do want to mention another gag that's kind of running through the film, which is the person that he fired yes, at the start Bob of the Cat film. Bobcat's character, yeah. <laughs> uh, the dude gets fired on Christmas Eve and just has nowhere to go. He now has mm. no money. It seems like no home. Uh, I, I, did, did, did he mention like no, his wife kicked him out yeah, or, or something like, too? As we see him like over like 24 hours, 
he, first he's like, okay, well, I'll go home and I'll talk to my wife. And she's very understanding. We'll have to move to a studio apartment and sell our car, but we'll figure it out. And the next time you see him, he's just like drunk on a street corner. And I think later he mentions that he went home and talked to his wife and she did not take she it well. And out. like yeah. took their kid and like, you know, went to go live with her mom or something like that. Yeah. And so we see him like dive into alcohol and mm. stuff like that. And that one p- p- point he is selling blood for yes. money and he he passes out and just f- falls back into into this pile of g- mm-hmm. g- 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 garbage uh, and at the same time bill murray's character is walking up the street and just passes him without even noticing uh, that this yeah. guy has you know fainted <laughs> in a pile of garbage uh and yeah like it's kind of a funny gag the entire way just to see this guy's life just get completely messed up not that i think it's honey to watch people descend into all of that stuff but it the the way they show it it is made for laughs yeah it's like look at this man's life get it's it's Posters and how bad it gets in 24 hours. Yeah, it's it's the speed of the thing that's the joke of it. Exactly. And at the end of the film, he finally comes back with a shot gun and wants to murder him. Right? What a wild scene. It like all of a sudden becomes die hard. Yeah, and Frank Cross is almost like, well, you're not a ghost. You're a human man. So this is a well, comfort I, I think to at, me. I, I think at, at first he's not sure, right? Yeah, he's like, this is <laughs> this is the form my third ghost has taken. Yeah. So, but like it's it, it's 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 just it's such a wild scene. Um, because then in the middle of that is when he has his epiphany of of like, I should be a nicer person, mm. and then just. All of a sudden, starts being a nicer p- p- person and t- 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 takes uh, Bob K- 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 Bob Cat's gold. I don't know how to say his name. Uh, gold his weight. Gold weight. There you go. This is only apple juice. I swear. Um, but he, like, it just all of a sudden starts being nice and just completely bum rushes him with kindness yeah. in a way that the the second ghost almost did right where he's just too rough on mm-hmm. on this guy and ends up like knocking him off into this into this elevator and it's just it's just this bizarre scene of like i i don't even know what's happening I think Elliot attacks him and then the ghost visits him and like it might be the ghost visit might be sandwiched in between his encounters with Elliot Mm -hmm. Loudermilk. And so that's why he he is so loving towards him at the end. Like, I've had my epiphany. I've seen the future that could be and I have to stop it and I have to start stopping it here now. by befriending this man who came to my office with a shotgun. And then he... (laughs) Are you excited sweet... to see me, or is that a shotgun in your pocket? 
<laughs> that exact joke is made. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> as sweet as the ending of this movie is, it also comes through him sending Elliot Loudermilk and his shotgun to like hold the tech room hostage just to be like, yep. don't turn the cameras off. Keep broadcasting this. We're going to tie up John Glover. Like, I love the ending, but I am also aware, like, you committed, like, literal crimes to, like, make this sweet ending happen. Like, you're all going to be in pure court, chaos. I think. It is, it's yes. Pure chaos. So, let's dive into this end scene. We've t- talked about it a little bit. Hmm. But, yeah, he ends up crashing into t- to the set, which is a bit of a... We, I don't know exactly how he got there. He's tr- tr- trapped underground with the dead body of this frozen, like, homeless oh. guy that's in there. No, this is, um, yeah, we have to go back a little bit to introduce that thing. So, like, after the first ghost, after the Marley ghost talks to him, he's so panicked and agitated. No, he doesn't even call Claire. Like, the ghost calls Claire for him. Claire, his ex-girlfriend, who he mm-hmm. broke up with years years ago because he was more into his career than he was spending time with her and her friends. It, you know, their friends. She's like, what? We have a Christmas Eve dinner with our best friends. And he's like, but the network president invited me out. I got, I got to talk to that guy. I have to get my big break dog costume show off the air. Like the ghost calls her for him. And he's like, hi, Claire. Like he picks up the phone and he just panics. And he's like, oh, I, I, I might have just been haunted by a ghost. I don't know. I want to talk to you. Call me later. And she shows up at the TV station. And they have this sweet scene where, like, you can tell they've always loved each other. Mm-hmm. And, you know, but they don't really live the same way of life at all. And, like, she's uh, operating a homeless shelter downtown. And he goes there trying to look for her. And he's, uh, he kind of, befriends these couple people there and then he gets taken away by the ghost of Christmas present and that's one of the things she shows him you know it's the ghost of Christmas present shows the Cratchit house which is uh, Grace's family Scrooge's nephew which is his brother in this movie Uh, and then they add on that he sees one of his, his friends from the shelter who's like completely frozen somewhere and he's like what are you doing? Why'd you leave the shelter? Why didn't you stay with Claire? Claire could have taken care of you. And it's a very effective scene, except for that. I think we just saw that guy like two or three hours ago. I don't think you could completely freeze into being a corpse after like two or three hours in the middle of the day in what does not seem to be an especially cold day. It also seems to be more of a dream sequence. It is very dreamlike. He there there's the scene where there's the grating above him yeah. like in the sidewalk that you'll see in like big headies and stuff. Mm. And he's underneath that and he's be, he's being like, hey, you up there, help me. And like no one listens and stuff. So I'm wondering if this was more of a dream sequence of like, well, hey, no this one... is where you're going. If uh, or maybe, maybe not you in particular, but this was a scene to maybe help him realize that yes he also should have stayed with her he like she would have taken care of him mm. and fed him and kept him warm and stuff which is the exact same things that he's saying to 
you know, this guy. Mm, but, but then he crashes out of there, right? Is is that because the, the he's like oddly pointing at this door, and so he breaks it down, and then he like stumbles on the set from behind that yeah. door. So yeah, it, it the whole thing just seems like this magical dream-like yeah, well, thing. The, like, it's not really the happening. ghost took him there, and that's why nobody can hear him. Like that's ghost. That is classic ghost. When the ghost takes you somewhere, you can't interact with anything around you, mm. and. So she, I think according to the laws of of Christmas Carol ghosts, she's showing him a real <laughs> thing. It's only the third ghost that shows you metaphorical things that could be. The, you know, the previous two ghosts, they show you real things. So the story is treating it like, yes, this man this froze real, to huh? death. And I'm like, uh, how? how? <laughs> we, we just saw him. How is he an icicle? This isn't like a wild blizzard polar vortex. This just seems like a normal cold day. It's probably like 40 degrees outside. <laughs> who knows? Who knows? But yeah, so he crashes into the set eventually. Mm. Uh, and this is basically when he when he starts the, the big speech. Well, mm-hmm. he crashes back to the set. He sees the uh, he sees what he thinks is the third ghost. It's just the guy in the costume. He goes upstairs. He gets attacked by Elliot. Then the real third ghost appears, and then he uh, <laughs> and then he hugs and Elliot. Back and he's like, and yeah, hold them yeah, all hostage. He just goes up okay. and down that elevator. Yeah. Um. Yeah. yeah. So big speech. They're holding them hostage in the booth. And they're like, keep the camera on him. Keep it rolling. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he just starts going off and just starts being like, I used to be like this and I used to do this and blah, 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 blah. Um, and everyone is like, what is going on? They're upset. They're mm-hmm. like, the ratings, this is going to be t- terrible. Uh, they've ruined Christmas. Um, and yeah, like, like we've said, it just, it maintains the level of chaos Despite it like increasing exponentially, mm-hmm. and like oh, this is actually heartwarming and yeah. like really heartfelt. And it's got my favorite "God bless us, everyone" in any variant of a Christmas Carol God because it comes us. from the little boy, our tiny Tim character. Instead of him having the the leg that doesn't work and other mysterious problems, you know, that involve a crutch and coughing and inevitably dying and being buried on a nice hill where you can see the river. Yeah. <laughs> he just has, he is mute. He is unable to speak, but Grace brings him to this live TV broadcast and they have Mary Lou Retton playing Tiny Tim in the broadcast. <laughs> She's supposed to drop her crutches, do this whole gymnastics show, and then make a perfect landing and say, God bless us, everyone. And you see the little boy watching her practice and he just like like lights up seeing her say that. And you can like see the moment where yeah. he's like, well, he, those, he, those are my first words. He he also sees it on tv like he's watching yeah. i i don't know if it's the the same live show or is it it's just another an, oh. another version that they're well, well watching but he sees, sees that and he hears that la, 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 line and you can just see him like yeah yeah that's good i like that that you know that's what we, we, we need that's what the world needs right now and this so, is what i will say 
yeah, B- Bill Murray gives his big speech, and he's like, well, that's about it. And then, uh, like, did I forget anything? And that's when he c- comes running up, and, he's, and he, like, nods his head, like, yeah, you you, you forgot something. Uh, and that's when he, like, very raspily says, God bless us, every one of us. And he, like, whisp—he whispers it to Bill Murray, like, tugs on his sleeve yeah. and whispers it. God bless us, everyone. And you, you see his family. You see, like, one of his sisters, like, cover her mouth with her hands. She's got these yeah. bright red nails. Like, the when a regular Tiny Tim or Tiny Quim, Tim equivalent says that, it's just like, oh, yes, I agree. what a nice thing to say, Tim. Thank you. Now let's all eat our giant boy-sized goose. And here it's like... <laughs> That is a miracle. That statement has been very nice, but it's never been a miracle before. Mm-hmm. Like this movie, just, <laughs> that's what gets me. That's when I am bawling completely. Is it's when he says, one. God bless us, everyone. Yeah. Yeah. And then, it, and then it's just a big old happy moment as everyone has finally like gotten and understood the message of like, oh, he's not, I mean, Sure, he ruins the live production, but he's he also just, not he's trying to ruin it. it. He shows right? up at the like. We all know how the story goes. Like, who needs to see the end? Like, after yeah. the boy says, "The one as big as me," like you've hit the high point of a Christmas Carol. That's my yeah. favorite part. It's like, yes, let the president of the network like wander in, give you this madcap, you know. Very positive, very encouraging, but haunted, frantic speech to everyone. And then a small child comes up and whispers inspiring words. And then the movie ends with everybody singing, put a little love in your heart. Like there's, yeah, yeah, like it's not a Christmas song. They just took a normal inspirational song, which is another thing I appreciate. Like this is a movie that's really for, it's not the story of one man, and you can extrapolate it to yourself or others. Like, oh, if Scrooge can improve himself, anybody can. It's You have Frank Cross speaking directly like to mass audiences. Like, you should do this. This feels so good. Everything is going to be so much better if you believe in these miracles and you bring these miracles to other people. And it ends with put a little love in your heart, which is... yeah. The exact message is exactly what you're supposed to do, and it's a song for every day. It's not a song that, you know, you put the CD back on the shelf on December 26th. Like, yeah, I mean, it, this it, is it the most his universal whole, his whole Christmas of, carol of, to me. Yeah, it, it, it fits with this whole thing of like, hey, you do one miracle today, you're gonna want to do one tomorrow, and it, yes. like, it, it, it'll just keep going, and then it's just a year round thing, and so they have a year-round song of like hey yeah be more kind be more loving right so good stuff mm-hmm. good stuff in that um i i don't know if i have much else we to say talk on much about claire i think the claire storyline is very I, sweet i liked her too yeah um i i I didn't remember it was Indiana Jones that I recognized her from until after. Uh, the whole time I was like, I've seen her in something. I I know I've seen her in, <laughs> yeah. in something. I and, and 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 I know I like her in that one thing that I've seen her in. Uh, and then it hit me af- afterwards. I was like, Oh yeah, Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. That's it. Okay. So she did 
good. I, I, I think the scenes when he is talking directly to the people, uh, or like his the ones that he knows. Um, yeah, and, I, I and the ghost those visits? moments of his speech. No, well, no, oh. when when he's doing his oh, big yes. speech, and he's talking directly to people that he knows. Um, like when he's talking to her and stuff like I, I think those are some of the most affecting moments and he's it's like because then he's not making this like big grand like oh, well we should all be more kind and warm hearted like mm. that is when he, he actually gets to the like yeah I know I've been a bad brother I know I let things go that I should mm. like, that that is the most affecting moments of that whole thing. Yeah, yeah. when he talks to Claire and he talks to his brother and he like says hi to his brother's wife because he's been, you know, ghost of Christmas present. You know, he's spying on them and he's like, this lady really hates me. And she's a yep. lot of good reasons to hate me. <laughs> I'm sorry. Would yeah. <laughs> it do better for the both of them? Absolutely. Um, yeah. She has a great smile, too. That, that actress. Karen Allen. Yeah. She's so sweet. Um, yeah. There you go. I, 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 again, I don't know if I have much else to say on that. Yeah, it's, it's a, a pretty good, good film. It is based on one of our most perennial stories. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Indeed. Not much to discuss there. We all know it. We all know how it goes. Indeed. Um, so, Melissa, what would mm. you recommend if people liked this what else would they like uh my other favorite version of a christmas carol the one with the muppets of course (laughs) good one i think the most universally beloved christmas carol i definitely want to watch it again this season yeah yeah i love a muppet christmas carol oh other christmas stuff oh Gremlins 2, the new batch. Like Christmas. Okay. So if you want a good Christmas movie, watch the first Gremlins. If you just want a bunch of chaos in a New York City business skyscraper, watch Gremlins 2, the new batch. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's good. I I think I would add in their jingle all the way. (laughs) <laughs> the, there, yeah, there's, yes. there's just like the, the, the like uh, the same amount of chaos. Yes. In in that right, um, where just wild stuff is happening, but by the end, yeah, it's just like, oh, this is good, heartwarming mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. Oh, and you could watch this for Christmas, and then for New Year's Eve, you could watch Ghostbusters too. I think that's what go. I'm gonna do this year. Go for it! Hell yeah. That's yeah, you've stuff. got a Bill Murray movie for Christmas, for for Halloween, for Christmas, and for New Year's Eve. Yeah. Surely for other holidays as well. You can watch What About Bob for your summer vacation. <laughs> um, and I I mentioned it earlier in the show, but I think the last Christmas that we read last yeah. year for our holiday thing, again, is just that, like, this shouldn't be happening. It is too wild. There is Santa with machine guns and stuff like that. It is the... I think the vision of what Bill Murray's character would have wanted uh, mm. for for his holiday special. So go watch that if if, mm. if you're into that stuff. Or I mean, uh, go 
read that. Read it, it yes. Was a comic book. Yes. So there you go. That's what I would recommend. Melissa. Uh-huh. Are you ready for the final pitches? Yes. Well, I, I, I guess next week you'll also pitch what we'll yeah. start with in the new year. But the final pitches of 2020 and some more holiday-themed stuff. Yay. So the first pitch, I am going to pitch this one because we just watched Scrooged. Mm-hmm. This is inspired by Charles Dickens's immortal classic, A Christmas c- c- Carol. This is Batman Noel. Oh. Uh, I, I've pitched this a c- c- I think so. C- c- I know there are definitely some Batman Christmas comics. Yeah. Uh, I've p- pitched this one before, but yeah, it's basically j- 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 just a what if Batman was Scrooge and uh, we, we like he is visited by ghosts of his past and stuff like that robin is there Catwoman is there superman the joker they all make appearances and stuff like that so maybe batman will learn to be more loving and kind-hearted by the end of this just go out and give the penguin a big hug how long is that 97 pages it's very short uh, yes. It's just it's one graphic novel and it's uh, written and drawn by Lee Bermejo, uh, mm. one person there. So yeah, um, that is Batman Noel. Pitch number one. Pitch number two is Netflix original film Jingle Jangle, <laughs> uh, and I absolutely picked out this film because. Because of the name Jingle Jangle, which is yeah. also the name of the drug in Riverdale. <laughs> Riverdale, why? The, the the drug that is affecting the mean streets of Riverdale. Jingle Jangle. <laughs> uh, no, so Jingle Jangle, A Christmas Journey. Uh, let's see, the Netflix thing says decades after his trusted apprentice betrayed him a once joyful toy maker finds new hope when his kind and and curious granddaughter comes into his life Uh, and this is starring forrest whitaker kagan michael key and many more we've got anika noni rose in here princess tiana herself Mm mm-hmm Mm. Um, I it's rated PG. It's two hours. <laughs> I, I I don't I don't know what else there is about this one. Oh, thank you for letting me know it's rated PG. Yeah, yeah. Getting all oh, the PG good thirteen. Info out there. Ooh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm supposed Does to be it on really the good have list the holiday spirit if it's PG thirteen. Mm, I don't know. Uh, but yeah. So that that looks like an interesting one. It looks like there's a a lot. It looks very colorful. It looks like they have very interesting costumes. Yeah. Uh, and stuff like that. So could be fun. I'm Googling this right now. This is a, a visual treat. Indeed. Last but not least, Melissa, let me take you back to 2004 with an American Christmas comedy film in the heyday. Well, maybe not the 
heyday, but maybe more to 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 towards the end of his career. But they were still making movies, though. Christmas with the Cranks, starring Tim <laughs> Allen. Christmas with the Cranks! Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, this is starring Tim Allen and Jamie Lee Curtis. Uh, and the premise of this is their daughter uh, has been coming back to visit them every holiday. And I guess their whole family is like one of the like, be like, oh, we have to go all out on decorating and yeah. stuff like that. And their daughter is now in college and isn't coming back home for Christmas this year. So they're like, you know what? Let's go on vacation. Let's go to the Bahamas or who knows where and let's do all of that stuff. And then the day like the, the the day that they're supposed to leave or something like that or like the night bef before the daughter calls and is like i changed my mind i'm coming home so now they mm. have like 12 hours to get ready for christmas uh and meanwhile their neighborhood is like uh, after them for so like some stuff I, I don't know exactly it looks like uh, a wild ride but i remember when this came out back in the day and i never saw it so 2004 <laughs> christmas with the craigs <laughs> <laughs> this is the most baffling thing you've ever pitched to me i know right <laughs> I, I'm, I'm mildly familiar with this movie and that i think i listened to an episode of how did this get made about it <laughs> yes <laughs> uh uh, that doesn't hold hold a particular interest to me, but <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> but I appreciate the surprise. Thank you for the surprise this Christmas. Worth a shot. Worth a <laughs> laugh. Thank you. Uh, I did just watch Batman and Batman Returns, so I think I'm good okay. on Christmassy Batman. I'm very intrigued by this Jingle Jangle. Like this jingle, looks really. Jingle pretty and sweet yeah. and whimsical and fun and like i would read the batman noel story and i'd be like oh yes a christmas carol but batman fun to see all my batman rogues gallery and allies gallery there i suppose yes yeah. oh this the, the jingle jangle seems like it will bring something new to me something new Indeed. and delightful it does look like it'll be delightful it does look like it'll be a visual treat uh, it also it's, looks like there's this like little robot looking character right? who might this be a, movie a like I'm just I have no doing idea. a Google image search. It looks like it's just full of doohickeys and gadgets and like Rube and, Goldberg yeah. machines. Magic. Just watching a bunch of those and... sounds really fun. Mm -hmm. Indeed. Uh, so that is what we will do. For this next week, we will watch Jingle Jangle, A Christmas Journey. That's on Netflix. Uh, that's where you guys can watch that one. But yeah, don't forget, um, beyond uh, what we are recording next week for this show, we will also be recording uh, and live streaming our five-year retrospective anniversary celebration mm -hmm. uh, thing. Um, that'll be on our Twitch, twitch.com tv slash the whatnots so be sure to check that out go follow us on twitter to make sure you have the right time again i'm aiming for 4 p.m eastern 
time, but you guys will want to double check that. Um, but yeah, I think that that about that's that that's about it for this week. So Melissa, where can they find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at WilkyWit. That's W-I-L-K-Y-W-I-T. And you can listen to my other podcast, Saturday Morning Obscurities, where my brother Jams and I talk about weird old kids shows and movies. And I just watched the movie we're going to be doing for a Christmas episode here in a nice. little bit. Yeah. Nice. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, if you guys want to follow me, I am at Yo Kyle Springer on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, go like, share, subscribe, do all of that stuff. You guys know the deal with that. So, yeah. Happy ho- holidays. Merry Christmas. Uh, and we will see you next week. And that'll be it for 2020. Yep. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, we will see you next week then. Bye. Bye. Bye.